Hey guys, welcome back to another Reaching Further podcast. My name is Austin. I know I have not been like recording very much, but, and I do sound a little raspy, it's just because of all the drainage from the weather, but I just wanted to wait for Christmas because I got a microphone that I can actually record with, so that's exciting. But I've been reading the book of Jeremiah and I made a whole three-part thing which the first part is going to be doubt your doubt. So this is going to be talking about when Jeremiah, when God called him to do something and Jeremiah in the flesh was saying, I can't do it. I am going to be reading from verse one to verse 10 of chapter one in Jeremiah. To begin with this three-part stepping out series, I heard a preacher on YouTube as I was making this and he said, how you know you're ready to step out with your calling. So number one, when capacity is shrinking, but calling is expanding. Number two, when fear is overwhelming, but faith is unrelenting. Three, when passion is burning, but peace is calling. And then I have three points. So one, fear creates mountains, but faith removes mountains. Two, the fact that it's bigger than you shows how much you need God. And it shows how you can lean on God with your faith throughout your journey. Number three. Our minds and our thoughts should always be on saving souls for God's kingdom. So those are a little bit of points that I want to cover with this series. So I'm going to begin reading uh, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 1 through 10. So you want to go ahead and run and get your Bible and open it up to Jeremiah. Feel free to pause the podcast and go ahead and do that. Verse 1 begins with the words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah of the priests that were in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Amon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, these names are a little bit hard, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, unto the end of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, unto the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. So this is basically the setting of Jeremiah. This is beginning the book of Jeremiah. This is drawing out a picture frame of everything about the book of Jeremiah and where it begins. So beginning with verse four is the calling of Jeremiah. This is God giving Jeremiah his calling that he was going to bring back the covenant between Israel and God, right? See, Israel and God were in sort of a metaphorical marriage where Israel vowed to love God and God vowed to love Israel. But Israel, being adulterous, continuously worshipped false idols. And God was like, I mean, I would be pretty upset if my wife came out and just completely didn't love me at all and started like basically loving everybody else but me. So imagine how God felt when somebody that you love so much that your partner that isn't a covenant with you and that you vowed life or death is going out and loving other people, is committing adultery against you every single day. So Jeremiah was called to basically reform a marriage that has been broken by Israel constantly. And imagine how loving you could be to bring back somebody, a husband or a wife who has committed adultery against you about 10 times. Yeah. Um, but in verse four, it says, then the word of the Lord came unto me saying, 
Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So this is where God is saying, even before you were in your mother's womb, like you were conceived through your parents, I have already ordained every step of your life. Basically in the palm of his hands, he has already ordained everything. Now imagine in this day and age being told that because we are told if you don't look pretty enough, you shouldn't be good enough. You're not good enough anyways. If you don't have enough followers, if you're not popular, you should just hide away and not say anything. If you don't have the nicest clothes on, if you don't have the nicest shoes, if you don't cut an eye, see, shut that eye. I better be speaking to somebody tonight. If you do not have this or that, if you don't have materialistic things, then you're not good enough. God shouldn't use you. Nobody should. Have you ever seen models when they go to Hollywood or go to their company? They're like, you shouldn't eat for a week because I feel like your stomach or your waist is too big. So you shouldn't eat. And then what happens is they get shot into some kind of eating disorder or causes them to have anxiety. That is the kind of cruel world we live in. But God, being a God of love and mercy and grace, being the God he is, was like, I have formed you in your mother's womb. He can't make mistakes. So you're not a mistake. And he already knew who you were, knew what you were going to do, and planned your life out already saying, I already know you're worthy. I've made you. The hair on your head, the eye color, your skin color, your skin texture, how long your legs are going to be, your weight, your height, every detail about your being has been purposely magnificent, hold on, magnificently created and ordained. That's beautiful. But as we, as we go on with these verses, this is where we see the doubt part in. So in verse five, God was saying that I formed you in, in your mother's womb, but I knew you even before I did that. In verse six, it says, then said I, ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a child. Now I have the King James version and in my Bible, The am is italicized. Now God is called the great I am. And think about this. Jeremiah was in the flesh saying, God, I can't speak for you. I can't go to Jerusalem and say this because I'm a child. I am a child. But then in verse seven, God said, but the Lord said unto me, say not, I am a child for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee and whatsoever I command thee you're going to speak. Thou shalt speak. So I'm not really sure what book of the Bible it is, but I know it says it's talking about you're going to go before these high priests and these high kings and these people of high authority, basically. And you're not going to know what to say, but God's telling you, don't worry about it. Stop worrying. I already ordained it through my spirit. I will give you what to say. I will give you the words to speak. I will tell you what to say. And through him, they will probably be convicted. But in verse eight, he said, be not afraid of their faces for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. See God, God being a spirit, right? Telling Jeremiah this, 
He is spiritual. He is in the spiritual realm. He already ordained you doing this in the spiritual realm. You just have to claim it in the physical realm that we're in right now. You have to claim it and you have to put the flesh down, fleshly desires, fleshly fears. And you have to say, no, I am going to step in the calling God has for my life. I will do what God has called me to do. And that's when you rebuke Satan and say, no, that's enough. I am going to do the calling that God has set for my life. So in eight, God is saying, be not afraid of their faces for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. And what's so cool about this is that God said, I am with thee in spirit, right? Jeremiah in the flesh said, I cannot speak for I am a child. He said, I am a child. God was within him. So basically saying, I know God's within me, but I'm just a child. Don't call God saying, don't call me a child. I'm within you. I've already ordained what I have planned for your life. So don't, don't doubt and don't let fear take over and then doubt your calling because doubt is a cancer and it starts off little, but then it takes over. It completely takes over your faith. Doubt will try and grow until it kills your faith completely. And this is why we need to be in our word. That's another point. We need to stay in our word in these end times, in these end days. Because if we don't have the word written and scribed on our hearts, and if we don't have it constantly on our, on our minds, I said this in a TikTok once, if I would come into your house and I would take your Bible away, I would take your Bible app away on your phone, I would take any screensavers that you have on your phone, I would take away any crosses in your house, any pictures of Jesus, would you know the word enough to be okay and to be able to recite it in your mind, constantly repeating it over and over just so you can remember it? Because I've heard people in other countries where they have been taken captive and they've had to rip pages out of their Bible because that's the only thing and hide them, hide them on them somewhere because in the country they were in, it was illegal to have a Bible. Imagine that happening in America because we're not far from it. Imagine somebody coming in and taking anything, anything that even relates to Christianity or God and taking that away. We need to be in our Bibles. Anyways, off topic a little bit, but in verse eight, he said, be not afraid of their faces for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. See, God will allow certain things and certain people to come into your life, but it's to make you stronger. But he also said, I am, see, God's the great I am. I am with thee. He gave us his spirit. He is with us and he is going to create a way of escape. He's going to deliver thee, saith the Lord. And verse nine, it says, then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. So Jeremiah is saying this, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Oh, hallelujah. God is putting the words in your mouth already. He's like, I have already ordained you. I have already set forth everything in place. I have given you my spirit. I have given you my love by compassion. I have given you the words to speak to these people to do his will. 
God's saying, you're not alone. I'm with you. So what is there to doubt? You need to doubt your doubt. But in verse 9, then the Lord put forth his hand, Jeremiah saying this, and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. God has given us his spirit. God has given us love, compassion. God has given us the faith. God has allowed us and gave us, gave us the opportunity to grow in our faith. We have the Bible. We have all these things. To verse 10, see, I have this day set over, set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. So now I'm asking you, are you willing to step out? Are you willing to do this? Are you willing to be set over the nations and over the kingdoms and to root out and pull down what the enemy has built up? Are you ready to destroy and to throw down what the enemy has created in your life? Fear, doubt, depression, anxiety. That all has the bow. That has the bow in the name of Jesus. Are you prepared to one, doubt your doubt and to step out for your calling? God wants us to root out, pull down, destroy, throw down. But he also wants to build up and to plant. See, we're supposed to plant the seed, right? We're supposed to plant the seed. We're not supposed to convert them ourselves. That is God's turn. God said for us to make disciples of men. He said to go out and witness for them to hear of the good news. And then he'll convict the heart and and mold them who they're meant to be their purpose. They will mold them to see that they are beautiful as anybody else. They will mold them to see that you don't have to live in the anxiety and depression. He is molding you to bust down, break down, destroy, pull down the devil's lies, the devil's deceiving ways. But he's also calling us to build and to plant love, mercy, joy, peace, long-suffering, self-control, all the fruits of the Spirit, right? He's calling us because Jesus came down to be a light and to be the example, but we're also supposed to be like Jesus. So now we're here. God placed you in this time period, in the area you're living in, with the household you have, the way you look, the way you act, your personality, because personality is attacked in today's day. He has already designed your personality and the devil has deceived the many. I don't know about y'all, but our generation is broken. We don't even know what the word love is anymore. We have broken and completely shattered the idea of what love is. So if we, God is supposed to be our friend, our brother, our sister, our mother, our father, right? He's supposed to be all these things. Yet we have taken imperfect people down here on earth put a magnifying glass to God and said, God is this, God is that. But we don't get in our word and read who God actually is. A God of love, a God of jealousy, a God of wrath, but also a God of mercy and grace. And a God being a gentleman who doesn't force things, who gives us free will to choose, but we should choose the right thing. So with this, I'm going to end. Are you prepared 
to step out into your calling, to put down fear for this new year. It's 2022. Are you ready and prepared to speak to the mountain, move and it'll move? To have the faith to speak to the depression and the anxiety, to be that kid in school who stands for truth amongst all the people who are either atheist or kids who don't have the the right influences in their life, who don't have godly parents, who don't have a godly household and a foundation of Christ in their life? Are you ready to stand up out in front of the crowd when the whole world is going one way, you're completely the only one going the opposite way? We really need to think about these in end times. Because time is running out. And what if you're the answer to somebody's prayer? What if you stepping into your your purpose or God's plan for your life is, is him through you being a willing vessel and stepping out, saving people's souls? converting people, turning people's lives around, turning people's hearts around, saying we don't have to live like this anymore. Doubt your doubt.